Welcome to Unprofessional. I am Dave Wiskus, joined by my very close friend, who I've, who I've missed very, very much. I haven't seen him in a while. Mr. Lex Friedman. Dave, we haven't seen each other. It's been too long. I know. We, I was just, before, the, before we started, I was commenting that you weren't at Singleton, and uh, your presence was missed. I, I similarly missed Singleton. I heard such nice things about it, probably because I didn't speak at it this year. But uh, Right, right. That, um, that, that yeah, inherently it. made it better somehow. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of Singleton and people that were at Singleton, we have with us today Christina Warren. Hello. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Glad to be here. And yes, I was at Singleton. I was a Singleton version. I am no more. Uh, that uh, that flower has been taken, and it was a great it was a great conference. And yes, you were missed, Lex, very much. <laughs> did you have you called it your flower in other virginal? context or is this like Virginia? Jeff Singleton? This is Virginal? the first time. Virginal. Yeah, this is the first time. I, I don't even think, I mean, I might have said popped my South by Southwest cherry, but that would have been so long ago that I, I don't honestly Even remember. that sounds like a euphemism for something else. Well, <laughs> we, we don't want to get into a whole other like women in tech conversation. Right. So we'll right. Just no, we totally there. don't. Yeah. Well, speaking of women in tech, Christina, who are you and what do you do? Um, so I'm at film underscore girl on Twitter. If I'd known that my Twitter handle would be how most people identify me, I probably would have chosen a better username. Um, and I'm the senior tech analyst at Mashable, which is a website that writes about technology and culture and potatoes, cats and, and Jesus, that and is one hell potatoes. of a title. Senior tech analyst. Yes. Did you pick that or did somebody else pick that? No, they picked that for me, actually. So what did you start at? I started at staff writer. And then you went to senior writer? No, and then I went to Apple and Dev Design Reporter. And then I went to senior writer, and then I was entertainment editor, and then senior tech analyst. Wow. So you're a star. (laughs) (laughs) At larger companies, I've had my title set at things like chief creative officer for, uh, for Q Branch. I decided let's keep things simple, and my title is simply designer. I like that. I, I was for a while. I almost got it on business cards, and then the company sort of grew up, and they wouldn't do this. But I, I was almost, almost director of awesome. Nice. I remember the old days when people would have names, their titles on their credit cards, or credit cards. People would have titles on their business cards like softwareist. Right. Kind of douchey. I'm glad those days are over. Kind of. I'm- I, I, I'm CEO, bitch. It was was a the famous Zuckerberg card, right? Which I do yeah. kind of love. I'm not going to lie, I do totally love. Oh that. yeah, nothing douchey but, about that yeah. at all. <laughs> oh, it's completely douchey, but I love it. I don't care. But that's mostly because I love the television show The OC. So I've it's never really about that. I've never cared much about what my title is at the different jobs I've held. I care way more about how much money they pay me. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, and 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 fortunately for me, it's gone up as the titles have changed. So that's it great. hasn't it hasn't gone in the opposite direction, which is. Yay. So, yeah, no. So now, I mean, basically, I think that I have my title because I basically, I don't have to write news stories. I write some, but I basically just write opinion pieces, reviews, and kind of trend reports. Nice. I find that the more money I make, the less impressive my title needs to be. And it almost seems to me, you look at these startups, you get like five-person companies where everybody has a C-level title, and it's really hard to take that seriously. It's almost like a badge of, if somebody, if you meet somebody at a conference and they've got a C-level title, you can almost dismiss them. I don't want to talk about work or anything, but <laughs> when I took my new job at, at the Midwest, I liking that. It's pretty fun. People kept asking if you were happy. 
I'm pretty happy. Yeah, it's good. fun. It's a good time. It's for me. Selling ads is like playing a game, except instead of winning points, you win money. I can um, see why you'd like and, that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but so it's fun. But so when we were trying to figure out what my title should be, the ones the suggestion I had from my now boss was chief revenue officer. And I said, no, not just for the chief thing, but because I'm going to people and saying, give me money. If my title is chief revenue officer, it sounds like my goal is give me as much of your money as possible, which is absolutely my goal. But we don't have to remind you of it when I hand you my business card. Right. Uh, it's so like I lead decline. shyster. <laughs> right, right. Lead empty your pockets, man. And so, yeah. That's not what I ended up with. I do have an overly inflated, ridiculous sounding title, but what I did was I pulled the larger people, the larger companies that I sell ads to already, or was selling to ads ads to already, and I asked them what they thought I should be called, and I took the most popular. Title. What is it? I missed it. I am the EVP of Sales and Development for the Midwall. That's um, Alien versus Predator. Uh, EVP, oh, so executive oh. vice president. Executive vice president, right? So that's one. It's like the next step up would be the C level, right? If you I mean, had if you had that position in your company, which exactly. you probably don't be exactly, yeah. You should. You should be the, the chief EVP officer of sales. <laughs> yes, I should be. You need I think uh, the more words and the more inflated your title sounds, the less I care about what you do. Yeah, I'm with you. And maybe there's maybe there's a magical line at which like a certain size at which it's, it makes sense to have that kind of title. I just don't know what that number is. Fifty? Fifty people? It probably. I mean, I know that with Mashable, that's about where I think we were probably at 25 or 30 when we started having more than a CEO. And we, you know, we had a de facto CFO and we had a CTO or the original one was kind of a name only, but he didn't just work with us. And it, it, we didn't really have a full product team and the people didn't really have various people underneath them. So when we finally got to the point where we ha started having C titles, it was because they actually oversaw teams underneath them. Now, do you guys have business cards? Oh, yeah. This is the worst rule-following unprofessional ever. Well, we're not talking about say. work. We're talking about the concept the of jobs. Of work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Totally different. Not what we do for a living so much as... Right. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, judges, are we okay? With, yeah, the judges say we're fine. The judges, say, okay. the judges say, okay. They say well, hang on. Let's, uh, if, if, you're, if you're listening to this right now and you object, just call in. Just dial in right now and we'll take any complaints. I just want no. to say, though, I committed. When I, when I was asking the judges, I looked off to stage left as if there were judges <laughs> over there. Like, I went for it. That's awesome. Uh, phones aren't lighting up. We're clear to go ahead. Lex, do you have business cards? Uh, I have podlexing business cards from <laughs> the good old days, but we haven't yet printed mid-world business cards. What would you use a business card for? I actually do need business cards. For what? I've, I, I currently hand out podlexing business cards because the advertising world moves kind of slowly. Mm. So they're not bumping iPhones against each other or using. No, there's they're too not. many apps that are. There's 800 apps that want to be the, the business exactly. card replacement app for that industry. So everybody and hands me a business work. card when I walk into the conference room and I hand them business cards. It's the same with it's the same with me, you know. As as when I meet people, especially at conferences or not conferences like Singleton, but at things like you know, um, if I'm at Ad Week or uh, TV Week or CES or Mobile World Congress or whatever, yeah, you've got to have cards. So we have they're pretty great. They actually have to be redone, where they were redone, but I've got to get the updated ones because we changed the logo of our um, or the font, the typeface of our logo. We went from. Um, uh, what were we? We were Comic Sans to Courier. Yeah, that's exactly what we did. No, <laughs> Courier we were, to Courier um, New. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, we were Times uh, Old Roman. I believe it's pronounced Noi. <laughs> no, we were the one that starts with an um, M. Um, myriad. Yes, we were Myriad Pro, 
Mm-hmm. And now we are Proxima Nova. So we went from one really popular font to another really popular font. Man. But it but they're similar but they look differently. And so our but now our M logo, this is what's great, is no longer the exact same logo as the New York City subway. So Well done. Yeah, totally. Because what, on what Google Maps and other things, the, 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 the subway sign is a blue box with an M and Myriad Pro on it, which is our logo. So you always get confused when you're like, oh, look, it's Mashable on the map. No, not really. So now it's slightly different. But we I have, have never had that confusion. We have these little square <laughs> cards. Uh, they're, they're perfectly square because our uh, designer and, and, our, and our chief creative guy or whatever, he really, really likes that sort of thing. And they look great. I mean, they're, they're really good. He made sure to get the full bleed. And then when they're printed, they have to have a little piece of paper in between each card, which is great, but really annoying because if you put a bunch of them in your wallet, then you wind up with a bunch of cards and then a bunch of cards, the sizes of cards that have nothing on them, which is fun. So, but I have, it's funny. I, I took an Instagram photo of my first Mashable business card, but I found all of them. And it's, I think I've gone through six different ones, like a, a number of, some of them were the same type with different titles, but I've gone through a number of different styles throughout the years. And it's really funny to look back and see how uh, the cards have changed and how our brand has evolved. But enough about business cards. Unless <laughs> well, we want to I, talk about American I, Psycho. I mean, we could I, I'm just getting to, into it, actually. I want to close the thread on this. I have had, I've had business cards at, I think, almost every job I've had for the last eight years or something. And I don't know that I've ever given one out. I always forget to carry ever? them. And people still manage to get a hold of me. I'll write down my information. I'll give you, like, here's my Twitter name or something like that. And, and maybe uh, uh, I can't imagine that, like, people just know me. But it all no, works I mean, out. I, yeah, no, I mean, it's one of those funny things where half the time, like, especially if we go to Mashable run events, then we run out super fast. And so I'm just like, look, I'm Christina at Mashable or I'm at Fulman or Score Girl. Just find me that way. But there are certain things. It almost becomes a politeness factor rather than people actually needing the information. It becomes like, uh, I don't I don't know about you, Lux, but at least I find with certain business people, especially if they're um, more in the business world, especially in advertising, if I'm ever talking to anybody kind of on that side about anything, it becomes like the formality, like this is what you do. And like, this is how we all shake hands. We shake hands and we exchange cards. And if you don't do that, then it's like, it's, it's rude. I take their cards because I need their phone numbers and people don't yeah. just give them out, um, but they'll gladly hand you your card that has them on. But for me, if I, if I email you uh, sometimes, then I get money from you. But when I call you, I have a much higher batting average of getting money from you. That's why I'm on the phone all day now. Dave, that's why I'm calling you all the time. See, and I, I, <laughs> my cards are particularly stupid because they have my email, my Twitter name, and my Facebook name, but they do not have my phone number. And that's absolutely by choice because I get right. phone calls as it is. And oh, I've been the, a writer. I know. Yeah, Don't no, totally. give out your phone number. <laughs> well, no. The demo conference sold my cell phone to a people at one point. So I'm on – I'm in, uh, I guess, Jigsaw or was, whatever. Oh, you know, So my cell phone is in there. So occasionally I'll get random calls. I'm like, I don't know who this is or how they got this number. They must oh, have you can block those people system. now. Yeah, I know you can, but there are a lot of people who already got it before it was blocked. So no, no I mean you. Uh, well, yeah, but you, you can block, you block on iOS, iOS 7. seven. Yeah, yeah, I know, but I never know who they are. So they call, <laughs> oh, they call from yeah. different numbers. <laughs> it's well, not like they call from an eight hundred number. They call from. I screen my calls. So I, I screen my calls because nobody. Oh, calls I do me. too. <laughs> people know my when they call me. I got a call from uh, our friend Julian Villard a couple days ago because I'm going to be in New York and I'm going to be uh, staying with him. And he calls me and I, yeah. I, I answer the phone. I didn't even say hello. I just said you're the only person who calls me. <laughs> That's what you said to me when I called you. Too. <laughs> Nobody calls me. Here's People my question. People use phones to talk on the phone. Yeah, I don't. Why did you pick at film underscore girl? So I went to film school in college, and actually, and my you're own... a girl. Got yeah, it. Girl. Well, <laughs> totally. Well, it actually goes Solved. back further than that. No, so it actually goes back further than that. So my live journal username was film underscore girl. 
And wow. live I guess that journal. was 2001. Live journal, yeah. Is this one of those, while well, I was on the internet when they had MySpace still? <laughs> oh, this was way before MySpace. And it's still around, but barely. But this was way before MySpace, guys. Not, this was, not, this not was my 2001. point, yeah. <laughs> no, I know, but totally, I'm just saying. But it, but when I was on live journal in high school, that was my username because I was a film and I was into, I, I was, you know, a girl, whatever. And then it kind of became my default username around the internet so like i used it in various web forums and and things like that to this day i still have people that i met through the nohomers.net the simpsons fan forum <laughs> that has actually been mentioned on several of the dvd commentaries i mean it's, it's it's still got a community but it's much smaller but i was very active in that community for a long time and i still have people that follow me and that i know who i met in that forum in the early 2000s, and um, occasionally when I would write more on my personal website, I would see trackbacks to things to no homers, and I would see a thread, and they're like, oh, my God, Film Girl is on so-and-so, or I just saw this. Yeah. Like, people would get free. They would, like, you know, get totally excited. Do you have any my- embarrassing old usernames that predate Film Girl? I'm just thinking about my embarrassing yes, old usernames. Yes, yes. Oh, okay, God. so my, my aim – so my first AIM name was TV Freak 998 because 98 was taken. It was 1998. TV Freak with, a P, with an F. My Yahoo username still to this day, and obviously I don't use the email, but my Yahoo username to, still to this day is TV Freak with a PH because um, I was so cool. My very first GeoCities username was CEW5 because the CEW4 was taken. That was also my first Juno address. And my ICQ number was one eight four five six four five, but the username was <laughs> little bit was little bit forever four e v e r because I was very small, and that ended up not being a good username when you're a thirteen year old girl, um, because you know pedophiles like to contact you on the internet. Oh, so man. I get them all um, the time. No, so those. Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, no. That's how we wound up doing the show. Was that's how Lex and I met. <laughs> Is, is he thought you were a young boy on the internet and you're like, well, I offered him I some am. chocolate ended with this podcast. <laughs> is that, hey, little my, boy, I've got a podcast. I've got some chocolate in a van. Come do two, a podcast with me. The two mortifying usernames I can remember is I couldn't get Sexy Lexi on AOL because it was taken. <laughs> so I went to Lexi Sexy, uh, which is, I think, way lamer. Which sounds like the um, retarded version. Right. And it sounds like a totally like a girl name, like completely. Thank you. And it's a I'm stripper name. On IRC. I went by Quam, but not spelled like I have no qualms about it. Spelled Q U A M. I have no idea why, um, but that's. I think I thought it sounded cool. I think I kept trying to get nicknames on IRC, and everything was taken. And that's what I came up with. And I said, "That's what I'm going to stick with." I won't yeah, go through my history, my whole history of usernames, because some of them will bring things up on Google searches we'll that I don't sure. want found. Uh, understood. I Same here. That's why I haven't shared some of my others. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember my ICQ number. Uh, I remember when I was on AOL originally, like my first username. I, I think it wasn't even with le- uh, numbers after. I think it was just and you know, laugh if you want to. C monkey. Wow. If you were able to get that, that would be pretty early. That'd, this was 90, 94, 94. That still would be really early because they started in like eighty eight or something. But still, that's that's impressive. Was it with an O or with a zero? With an O. There was may have the been numbers. C I'm not going to S S E A M O N K E Y. Wow. I was Agent 99 at a, at a few places. Oh, that's kind of cute. That never took off, but I liked that, and I still like that one. To be honest, I still like Agent 99. Is your big Get Smart fan? I'm a huge Get Smart fan. In fact, I have a watch that has Maxwell Smart as a fossil watch. It was like a limited edition that they did for the 50th anniversary of the TV show or something, and they sold it on TV. And this guy who liked me in college, who I didn't like back, but he was. <laughs> He was in love with me in college. He got it for me. 
um, because I was when I see, see it on the TV, I was like, oh, that's the most amazing thing ever. And it, it was pretty cool. It wasn't the most amazing thing ever, but I say that everything is the most amazing thing ever. But uh, he, he bought it for me. And, and so it has the maximal it's, – it's like a – it's an actual wristwatch, and it's, you know um, – analog and it has maximal spark on the face holding the shoe phone and it's pretty awesome well speaking of things that you can buy for people that you like lex do you know what time it is i do know what time it is it's time to acknowledge the first of this episode's two fine fine sponsors we're doing a different thing this time we're going to break it up we're going to do one now and one later all right i'm excited uh so first up is pixelmator 3.0 fx pixelmator 3.0 fx dave is a major upgrade what does the fx mean uh, it stands for freaking excellent. Oh. It's a major upgrade featuring new powerful tools to play with, non-destructive layer styles, liquify tools, and guess what? what? It's a free upgrade to all existing Pixelmator customers. That's cool. They That's awesome. might, uh, if you, uh, depends on how they do, because when we're recording this, it hasn't happened yet, but by the time this episode goes live, they might have a sneak preview on their website that you can check out at pixelmator.com. Why would you do this but to me? You're telling me about a sneak preview that I don't get to look at? Well, here's what's really cool is I can't even tell you some of the bullet points because I, I should be clear. Pixelmator sponsoring not just our podcast, but several others. And I know some shows that are going to be running after the app is officially out. And it's going to be after various Apple announcements. So I can already see some of the other hip, amazing things that Pixelmator 3.0 is going to do with as yet unofficially released Apple stuff. So, so what you're telling me is that there's there's stuff in this app. The stuff in this app, it's so good that we can't even talk about it. It's so it's so new and so aggressively whatever that I can't even talk about it yet. That's some it's, hot I shit, Lex. Literally can't. It's a free upgrade to all existing Pixelmator customers. And this it truly is full-featured image editing for the Mac. It's the kind of app, it is an app, that Apple features in the Mac App Store yeah. all the time because it's just, it's it's awesome. It's really good. It's oh. a great app. It's an app that I remember I got it for free, the first version, as part of, I think it was Mac Heist 2. And which means that I would still be able to get a free update. But when it entered the Mac App Store, I felt so bad about it. I was like, you know what? I still – this is a great app. Like I've been using it for free for all these years. I bought it again just wow. because. Wow. That's hard um, Well, I mean I got it for free. It was like one of those like at the right, end of the, right. the, the Mac Heist thing. Like they, they yeah, know, yeah. added it in or something. And But it was just one of those amazing apps. And so, I mean it's been five years I guess now. It's, it's pretty awesome. So non-destructive layer styles and liquify tools are new. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to tell you exactly why, but the performance is going to be uh, twice as good as it once was. So that's going to be hip. Oh. And it's, you've got to check it out. So uh, see if the preview is available at Pixelmator.com. Even if it's not, wait until that puppy gets released and you have got to buy Pixelmator 3.0 FX because, first of all, if you already own Pixelmator, it's free. And if you don't, it's worth getting. These people take care of their customers. As Christina can tell you, she's even paid for upgrades or paid for the app all over again when she didn't have to because they make all their upgrades free it's crazy full featured beautiful go get it i'm gonna have to get the upgrade because i have pixelmator because i'm i'm all about buying the uh potential displacers of the main thing that i use which i I feel like i should not name but made by a company that yeah you know who it is yeah that one i can't can't even can't even go in i can't even say anything about them without saying their name i was gonna say it seems like some type of clay yeah like like a stucco image bodega (laughs) <laughs> is what I'm going to call it. Stucco uh, image. Can we name the episode after part of the sponsor? I guess. Uh, but the I'm I'm always on the lookout for something that's going to replace that because eventually something is. And uh, Pixelmator is more about editing images than it is about designing things. So it's not quite there for me. But man, what a gorgeous app! 
It's gorgeous. It's, I always think of it as feeling like an iOS app a little bit on the Mac, but not in a way where it's like, I don't want to use iOS things. It's like very cleverly. If Apple starts making, you know, OS 10 even more iOS, like you kind of imagine that it could go the way Pixelmator does, which is right, why I think right. they feature it all the time. Skating to where the puck is going to be. That's what I'm saying. Pixelmator.com. Check them out. Thank you to Pixelmator 3.0 FX for sponsoring this episode of Unprofessional. And thank you to the people who make the Get Smart watches. <laughs> Seriously, thanks, Fossil. But would you get <laughs> smartwatches? No. See what I did there? No, no, Lex, don't do it. <laughs> you know what I would love, though? I would love a Get Smart-themed smartwatch or, or a Pebble Face or something. The trouble with that, though, is all the gadgets on Get Smart, they broke. <laughs> so I don't know if that's good branding. Yeah, it kind of is, though. I mean, Galaxy Gear, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, but the... <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna brand their thing after gadgets that were constantly break. Well, I guess that makes sense, right? Hmm. Yeah. I'm not saying it makes sense. I'm saying it'd be funny. And and an incompetent special agent. Yeah. Speaking of incompetent special agents, uh, Christina, didn't you get married recently? <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be the well, worst recently. segue ever. It. I, I quite enjoy it. So not recently. I took my honeymoon recently. Right. But that was 17 months after I got married. I, I actually no knew that, but I felt like it was too stalkery to go specifically with the details. No, that's okay. I made it public. I, 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 and like it was my autoresponder that it was 17 months um, in my email for the week that we were gone. Um, <laughs> I, I, I named the honeymoon, honeymoon better late than ever edition. I'm very proud of that. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't name my honeymoon. Uh, we waited eight days, I think, after our wedding. Which is almost well, you, 17 months. No, it's not. Uh, you, you did it the right way, whereas I'm like, you know. <laughs> I wanted to do the thing where you drive from the wedding and you're going straight to the honeymoon, but that didn't happen. I'm going to keep doing the thing where I just don't get married. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's, that, 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 that's an idea as well. I'm glad I didn't do that one. I'm really glad I got married. But and it's one of those funny things. We booked our honeymoon in January, and my mom hadn't found the cruise and hadn't basically kind of made us book and, and what that, whatnot. We probably would be going another who knows how long without taking a vacation but it was awesome um a the honeymoon was great but beyond that it was like one of those things i was like you know what it's actually really good to take vacation because i haven't taken we haven't together taken a vacation and we don't we didn't even know how long i mean that was the sort of thing it was one of those ridiculous sorts of sorts of things and so it was wonderful to be together and, and when you take one of those one of those things you think you know what actually this this makes sense because we need to do this more often. Like, oh, this yeah. is actually a good thing. Like yeah. that for, for me anyway, it was one of those things like, you know, we need to do this a lot more often for the, the only like story that I'm thinking of right now from my own wedding time was wedding time. Was that the name of your wedding? Yeah. We called it wedding time. We thought it was not funny. It's a Lawrence um, wedding time. We, uh, you know, we had, I was staying in a hotel room in New Jersey. Lauren was staying in her parents' house in New Jersey. That's a shitty, staying separately shitty before the wedding. And this pre honeymoon. Oh. And the idea was that for our wedding night, I was like, we're not going to stay in this shitty hotel. Well, it wasn't a shitty hotel. But we're not going to stay in the hotel where all of my friends are staying because that seems like ripe, especially because it was still like just a year out of college and it felt ripe for people to be annoying. Right. And uh, we weren't going to go to her parents' house because. That would be on. creepy. And so <laughs> we decided we were going to stay at a bed and breakfast uh, somewhat nearby, uh, but we didn't tell people where we were going because we didn't, again, it was like college friend situation. We didn't want people to come and be annoying. And um, you say be annoying, you mean like get you drunk and write balls on your face? No, I mean like pound on the door when we're doing it. You guys did it? Uh, as I recall, it might yeah. have been the next day by the time we actually got back to the bed and breakfast. I see. Um, but so 
her mom was really annoying and wanted to know where it was and we wouldn't tell her. And Lauren's uh, bridesmaids were really annoying and wanted to know we wouldn't tell them. And when we checked in, because we, we had to get in late, they had to leave a key for us because we were going to get there after they had gone to sleep. The people ran the place. It was all this whole setup. When we get to our room, there were two different bouquets because both people had called around all over the uh, area to find out where we were staying. But uh, they had done like a sweet thing about it to make us look like dicks. Well, you know, that's, that's better than the alternative. I, th- I still yes. think you made the right call. You totally yeah, made no, the right I, call. I stand by that decision. If I ever do get married on the honeymoon, I yeah, nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to know where I am. <laughs> I won't even tell my wife. <laughs> I'm going to find my friend you. Ugh. See, I'm more I'm no one I, I'm not I don't think I'm a honeymoon kind of guy. I'm more the kind of guy who would meet a girl on vacation and just get married right there. Yes, that is something you would do. That is absolutely something I would do. It's probably something you've done. Nope, never <laughs> done that. I've never been married. I can say I've never been married. Well, that's probably, I mean, well, at least you haven't accidentally got married because that would be really awkward. Yeah. Well, well I've, think... I've accidentally gotten like close to being common law married. Does that count? <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. Nope. They say it doesn't count. Did you look off the stage left again? I did. <laughs> Same corner. Well, what was the, what was the 17 month wait? Work. And we're not talking about work, but both of us work a lot and, um, Grant was uh, was at a new company, and they were doing a lot of things. Then he was involved with a startup that was a big drain for a while that didn't go anywhere and that he's recently left. And I'm just really bad at taking days off. And it was just one of those things. Like we, it just You always feel like, at least for me, because I'm sort of a workaholic, even though I'm getting better with it, um, you know, feel like you can put it off, put it off, put it off. It's never a good time. And that's kind of one of the things. Like even the week that I was gone was the week that the new surfaces were announced and that Amazon announced their new thing and that – BlackBerry, you know, announced their plans to to go private and all this stuff. You know, there was like a lot of big news. All that of those gov- stories were boring, though, to be honest. That's they, well, that's when, well, that's true. The government shut down, which was not boring, but interesting to especially observe um, from the BBC uh, te- on uh, an actual BBC, not BBC America, in the cruise ship when we were in Canada. That was sort of interesting to see. But no, I mean, you know. That's two now that you've gotten to witness from Canada. Yes. Exactly. Wow. And I was, in, I was in Canada within like two weeks, twice in two weeks. It was kind of awesome. But in, in different parts of the, um, all, all, all the times. But what was um, – and in different provinces actually because I was in Nova Scotia, uh, whatever – wherever St. John is. And um, then uh, I was in Quebec just this last weekend. So I've been in three Canadian provinces where in the past I think the Olympics had ever been was, was British Columbia. So – did you watch any um, of the Canada. TV in in the, uh, Canada this last weekend? Did you happen to like no. turn on the, the – there's this weird thing that I, – I don't know what it is, but we turned on Channel 5 in the hotel and there's this – I'm going to call it a show. But it's this woman who's standing there and next to her is uh, like a new style superimposed picture. But it's two two pictures and it's the same picture twice. And she's standing there. She's got a headset on. And she's not talking to anybody. She's kind of staring off into space. And every so often, she'll like respond to something. She'll as if uh, she's like a news anchor who doesn't realize she's on the air. But she she responds hmm. in French, so we don't know what this is about. And this goes on for a few minutes while this creepy music plays. And it wasn't until we got Renee to translate for us that we found out that it's apparently some kind of game you play where you call in and you have to guess what the the difference is between these two pictures. And so her responding is apparently just sitting there on the phone talking to people who are calling in. But if you call and you get it right, you get like $300. But it's Canadian, so it's only like well, yeah, $300 US. Yeah, totally not worth it. It's creepy as Weird. shit, though. 
You know what? It, it seems that way. Couldn't turn away. I don't know what it was, but just like could not stop watching it. Was it better before or after you got the translation? Uh, it, well, it became even better because then I got really into trying to spot the differences. And I kept doing it, but Rene refused to call. And he's the only person around that spoke French. He said it was a scam. It would be, I would enjoy if you called in and only spoke in English. <laughs> oh, and they would freak out, guys. Oh, you know, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Fucking Canadians. Well, speaking, speaking of freaking out, though, Dave. What? I don't want to freak you out. But I'm a little freaked like, out just by the setup here. I feel like you're going in some direction. I might not be comfortable with it. Your proposition. Well, I think you're gonna like this one. No, I think that we should just pause for one second here and acknowledge the episode's other fine, fine sponsor. Okay. Is but it, have to is it you later. propositioning me? Because we don't have it. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. All right, so Dave, you've never heard of the second sponsor, which is why I'm so excited to tell you all about them. I love to learn new things, Lex. <laughs> and there's my phone <laughs> with a reminder. So my phone was reminding me to tell you all about Capture Audio. Let me get the URL out right in front. CaptureApps.com slash un as an unprofessional. So that's Capture, C-A-P-T-U-R-E, apps, A-P-P-S, dot com slash un as an unprofessional. This app, it's a can, universal Can I guess? App. Can I guess what it Let's does? Let's you take audio. Yeah. I'm going to guess. What do you think it do? What do you think it does? I'm going to guess that it allows you to capture audio. And so much more, Dave. Like so in a more. net. Takes takes audio recordings, and you can add in precise time marking using their heralded flags system. So you can enter typed text notes independent of the audio recording. Uh, so you get greater levels of efficiency and productivity when you record important lectures, meetings, calls, other events. So capture audio and capture notes. Capture audio and notes is the full name. I it see. incorporates the sophisticated marking system and text notes. Uh, for audio recordings. It's simple, but it's powerful. You can use your iPad, your iPhone, your iPod Touch. If you ever record audio with those things, you need Capture Audio Notes. A simple tap lets you mark significant points with audio markers called flags. You can have you know, standard flags. You can make your own, like urgent, listen, research, hilarious, whatever flag you want to put in there, you'll do. As you're doing playback, you'll see the flag markers. You can immediately start playing from any of those moments of the recording. You can jump to the most important information that you flagged already. You can sync across multiple devices using Dropbox. Maybe you've heard of it. Uh, Capture Audio tracks all your changes. It updates the devices both ways so that everything's always staying in, up to date and in sync. Your audio recordings, your text notes, your recording tags, your custom flags, everything in the app is synced, which is pretty hip. Uh, so, sync. Uh, who, who would want that? <laughs> sync in an app. I know. It's crazy. Sounds, sounds ridiculous. So gone, Dave. Gone are the days of disorganized recordings and voice memos where the key points are buried in the mix. With Capture Audio, you can tag your recordings with keywords, tag with a client name or particular class or activity, organize them, find the exact bits of audio you need, do the whole thing. It's beautiful, it's magical, and it's worth checking out. It's in the App Store, uh, and they have a beautiful landing page just for unprofessional listeners. So I want you to go, once again, to captureapps.com slash un as an unprofessional captureapps.com slash un thank you so much to capture audio for uh sponsoring this episode very cool app well, i'm looking forward to checking it out i should mention by the way the capture audio and notes page here captureapps.com slash un responsive so if you look at it on your mac oh, hey, looks look great look at it on your iphone looks great oh that sounds that sounds fantastic right and if you if they're going to give that attention to detail to their unprofessional landing page you know the app is going to be spooktacular. 
See, it's almost Halloween, so I said spooktacular. I see what you did there. I don't know if I'm okay with it, but uh, it happened, so let's move on. The problem is you, you can't boo because then it still sounds like you're making a Halloween joke. <laughs> that shouldn't be funny. I should not think that's funny. What is wrong with me? Well, let's get back to Christina. <laughs> well, and All we're right. back. <laughs> Yay! Man, what a great ad read. I'm so glad we're you doing s- these live now. You sounded different during that one. Uh, well, I had a cold for about five minutes. Uh, I've been there. I hope I don't get a cold now that I've said that. Like, did I just like, did I predict my own getting sick? You did. Anytime I like fake a stomach ache, I mean, not that I do this so often now, but if I like, if I have to get off, get out of a thing, I don't want to be in, I'm like, oh, you know what? I really have a headache. I got to go. I totally get that headache. I get guilt induced pain. Man, I have uh, anxiety induced something. It's not that I get sick, but like whenever I'm about to travel, I get super paranoid that I'm going to get sick. So right now I'm flying to New York tomorrow and I'm freaking out that I'm going to get a cold. Why? I don't know. You are going to get a cold. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm going to spread it all over New York. Oh, that's the cold. Well, I guess the cold, I mean. Got it. Yeah, good luck with that. They're they're going to get you. I mean, they're already doing flu shots at Walgreens. Ooh. Are you where are you based actually, Christina? I have no idea. I am in New York City. I'm at, well, I'm in Brooklyn. So I work in New York City and I live in Brooklyn. So I'm actually in my Brooklyn apartment right now. Oh, so you go to a mashable office each day or on I work do. Days. I do. Yeah, no. So when I started, we were all remote and that lasted for the, until 2010 was when the first office was open and then I moved to New York. They moved me to New York in 2011 and which, so uh, that Which neighborhood? So uh, we are in the, the office is in the Flatiron. So we're uh, no, no, I mean, uh, where are you in Brooklyn? In, in Brooklyn, I'm I'm in Prospect Heights. I'm to bust out the Google Maps just to figure out where that is. <laughs> Dave is moving so soon; he's got to figure this out. Well, no, yeah. I just, is that like the east side? I was going to say the left side. Um, it, it's closer, I guess. Like it's near it's near Park Slope, if that makes any sense. Oh, okay. Oh, yep, there it is, top of the park. Got it. Yeah, I'm going to be uh, not too far from there. I'll be Red Hook for the next week. Excellent. No, we're we're totally gonna we're totally gonna chill too. And we're gonna get super drunk. Is what's gonna happen? I'm looking forward to meeting your husband. Get super drunk. I with am him too. too. I'm. Yo, know, we're gonna have a blast. I just like that his name is Grant. I I only ever knew one Grant personally, and that was in high school. He was a redhead. That's all I remember. Yeah, this Grant is not. He has gray hair. But at one time it was it was uh, dark brown. But he. Uh, his first name is actually Forrest, but God damn gone. it. This is everything gone. I believe is a lie. No, but he's gone by Grant his whole life. It's one of those weird things where his mom named him Forrest. And I'm not really sure why. Wait, his first and name is what? His first name is Forrest. Like Whitaker and Gump. Yes. Okay. Or, or sadly Nathan Bedford. And, but that wasn't why he was named Forrest, but that's one of the reasons why he doesn't go by Forrest. Is Grant his middle name or he's just yes. called? Okay. Yeah. His, yeah. His middle name is Grant. So he's Forrest Grant Robertson. But so, but except for on legal documents, you know, um, he, he goes by Grant. You know, I, when people ask me if I picked Lex or why do I go by Lex? I mean, my parents named me Alexander, but chose to call me Lex from day one because they wanted to name me after an Alexander, but they didn't like the nickname Alex. So they went with Lex and, uh, I'm glad that they went that route instead of calling me by my middle name. My middle name is fine, but I think it gets sullied by being paired with Lex when people ask me what my middle name is because everybody knows me as Lex. And if you say Lex Curtis Friedman, it doesn't work at all. Alexander Curtis Friedman is at least acceptable, but Lex Curtis doesn't work. So I've gotten soured on Curtis as a potential name. Can I call you LC Friedman? Uh, Yes. I've had people who call me AC Friedman even, but you can call me either one. I don't like AC because then I'm thinking Saved by the Bell. 
I was going to say, then I think Casey Slater. Yeah. Right. Totally. First initial thought, without a doubt. Like, that's I, where I go. I Instantly. have a buddy. I have a buddy who is Andy C. Slater, and he goes by A.C. Slater. And really? he loves it. He's like the least A.C. Slater-ish, but that's what he goes by. Oh, man. That'd be like, I, I, why would anybody choose that nickname? I, I don't know. I had one girlfriend who called me Xander. I liked that. That's a weird one. Like when you're in a relationship with somebody, do you get to choose the nickname you call? Like do what, at what point do you work out a thing? I don't, I don't know that like I've ever been in this situation, but now I'm thinking about it. What do you do? I feel like if you're in a relationship, you get to, you get to come up with a name with a significant other approval. Right. Well, I mean, is that a conversation you have? Is it, Hey, I was thinking about calling you this. Is that okay? No, or do you just start I, doing it? I think you start doing it and you have to be in a good relationship where if you need to call the person out for a bad nickname, you call them out on it. And if you don't, if you don't like the nickname, you call them out. And if you're not brave enough to call them out on it, then you have to break up. See, the great thing about our relationship is I can just ask you on the show in front of everybody, is it okay if I'll call you LC? And then, then it's just solved. Almost nobody ever has called me LC, but I don't object. My first Mac was an LC. I'm worried that. Yeah, no, 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 no. You have to object to LC though, Lux. You have to. Okay. How come? Because then I immediately think Elsie from from the from the hills and from Laguna Beach, and that's just not a good association. Was oh, that Lauren Conrad? No, she was Lauren, and then there was Elsie, who was her. No, she yes, that was Lauren Conrad. You're right, because there was the, there was Low, who was the other one. Yeah, Elsie is Lauren Conrad. I interviewed her once. Not impressed. <laughs> not impressed that you interviewed her. Oh, not impressed. <laughs> total, bit, total bitch. Total bitch. Like completely. Like. And I've and, and when I interviewed her, I was still fairly green as a reporter. But I remember even thinking then I was like, I've when I worked for a studio, like I've met actual famous people. You're famous for not getting picked by a guy who picked another girl, and then another guy picked the same other girl except for you. Like I, yeah, you know what I mean. Just one of those things. But yeah. But then I mean, but when I hear Elsie, I immediately think Lauren Conrad, and that's just nobody wants that. All right, so Dave, I'm sorry you can't call me Elsie anymore because Christina has sort of fought against you pretty. Pretty well. Mm. When I was early in my relationship with Lauren, I asked if people ever called her Lore, and she said, no, nobody does. I just like to have a one-syllable name that I can use for people, which is why I like you so much, Dave. And um, then I noticed that although she said no, I could not call her Lore, that everybody in her family called her Lore all the time. So now I do, even though she once told me she objected. Well, see, the one-syllable thing can be tricky, like our friend Serenity Caldwell. Her one-syllable, right. her name's Serenity, she goes by Wren. And that one, I just don't know. I, I can't. I can't attach to that for whatever reason. I'm just not on board. I'll never call her that. Yeah. And I think Ren, I think like Aaron, I don't know. Yeah. Or Lauren. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I've never, I didn't have nicknames. My family gave me pretty terrible nicknames, but not, I mean, very cute, but, but not things that I would want other people to call me. But my now husband gave me a nickname before we were even dating when we first started working together and doing a video podcast together, he called me C-Mac because I'm Christina and I'm a Mac. And <laughs> and I was writing for a Mac blog. And that became the de facto um, nickname amongst all the AOL and Weblogs Inc. people. And when I joined Mashable, someone there I'd, I'd um, known through Weblogs Inc. because she'd uh, been the uh, an executive producer at Engadget. And so she started calling me C-Mac in chat at Mashable. And so it's become my nickname and to the point that, you know, my editor-in-chief who joined several years after Barb left and who you know, didn't know anything about the history. You know, they all call me C-Mac. So the, most people who call me that, they have no idea what the history behind the name is. It's just, it's my nickname. And so everyone at work 
calls me CMAC. So I do actually from it's I use it as my URL shortener, but I do C dot dot dash Mac dot me is is like I frequently use it as my URL shortener. When so. I you know, on every Twitter client I use, I set it to show both their Twitter name and their real name because that's how I am. Right. I'm the same way. And when I see your name, Christina, I always hear uh Rockapella in the bridge of where in the world is Carmen San Diego when they <laughs> sing the warrant four times in a row. Yeah. I always think that with your the last warrant. name. Right? Exactly. Wow. My URL shortener is hello ladies with a dot ES. Hello. Ladies. <laughs> because it was available. I wish I had a cool nickname. See, uh, Christina, for you during uh, Singleton, my shorthand to other people via iMessage was C-dub. C-dub. And it's funny because that's what uh, Renee calls me. That's probably why. That's probably why you used it? Oh, I see. Unless it predates Singleton, in which case it was a wonderful, beautiful coincidence. No, it is because he called me that before Singleton. That's what I'm saying. That's really wow. funny. Wow. Maybe you subconsciously picked it up from him, Dave. <laughs> maybe. Maybe I did. Or maybe her initials are CW. And oh, it's just wow. a really easy thing to <laughs> It is. And, and unfortunately, it's like I can never have – I always wanted my own television network. And now I can never have one because there is already one, the CW. Well, you'd have to call it something else. I mean there are options here. But I always wanted to call it the CW and then oh, like well, then WB and UPN. Mo- I am fucked. Exactly. You could. You <laughs> I mean, could. I could as long Christina as you showed network. nothing but crappy shows about teenagers who also were vampires or superheroes. Mostly vampires. Yes. yes. Starring Chelsea. You know what? I'm, I'm not going to lie. I freaking love the Vampire Diaries. I, I won't even front. I've had about an ass They're full also of vampires. Pretty. I'm fucking done. No more vampires. I'm still okay with zombies. I haven't watched it this season, but yeah, but I... But I, I they are both so pretty. So it's just one of those things. I'm like, oh, I was very sad when they broke up in real life. And now I everyone who's listening to the show is going, they're going, why in the hell is this girl talking about a Kevin Williamson show on the, on the CW? And it's because I'm a 30-year-old gay man trapped in a woman's body who still likes to squee like a 15-year-old over certain pop culture stuff that I would like to believe that I'm above. But deep down, it, I'm not. If I'm honest, that description was kind of sexy. 